check one, check two. I'm the anchor slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Coming to every day, they cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience audio. It's the Rob U Sports Stu Show. Is that so? Rob U Sports countdown to kick off. I spark conversation like flicking the big car. Late night shows and flows like Leno. Sports book probably like Vegas or Reno. Bodyguard Gino and Skybox Casino to Nino. Good fella from food and beverage. Robert Robbie you, Pharaoh Nick's golden boy too. Leverage Bingo Jackpot plays like Tracy Yette. It's Rob U Sports, you down, get set, ready. It's Rob U Sports, you down, get set, ready. It's Rob U Sports, you down, get set, ready. Season 6, break the huddle, keep it steady. Yo, yo, and welcome back to the Rob U Sports Stu Show NFL 2023. Going into week number 15. And before I get into the show, I just want to celebrate my 100th episode 100 episodes of the Rob U Sports Show podcast and when I first started it you know I wasn't sure how long I would continue doing it and I wasn't sure how how it would be received or if I would be able to build any kind of following or you know support from it but anybody listening to this anybody that watches week in and week out or whenever you can catch it appreciate your time. I appreciate you checking me out. You don't have to, to, you know, nobody's making you and it's not like it's on a, you know, a major network or, you know, like that. It's like you have to seek it out and for you to give me some of your time to even listen to my opinion or my views on sports and my picks. I appreciate that and um, just happy to be able to, uh, you know, do something I enjoy doing and people can enjoy and receive it and hopefully it's something you find entertaining and maybe you even can win some money here and there off some of these picks I give you now when you win don't forget <laughs> the kickback and when you lose don't forget nobody told your ass to be gambling anyway <laughs> but yo looking at uh, Thursday Night Football was a matchup between the Raiders and the Chargers where the Raiders blew out the Chargers with a final score 63-21 to and uh, after this game, the following day, the Chargers would fire their head coach, Brandon Staley, and also GM, Tom Telesco. So definitely was a uh, disappoint- disappointing uh, season for the Chargers. And they had so many close losses. And then that blowout loss from the Raiders, who last week were shut out. I guess the ownership had felt they had to do something. But maybe Brandon Staley was losing the team. And maybe they need different leadership to go along with that potent offense led by Herbert and nice receiving core and Austin Eckler. And maybe just have to find some kind of balance because Brandon Staley, although he was a defensive coach, still did not have the kind of balance to go with that potent offense. And they have always had so many close losses year in and year out. So just something was always missing in that formula for success for the Chargers and uh, looking at my week 14 recap and I'll be the first to tell you week 14 was not my best of weeks as a matter of fact it was terrible we'll even say horrible <laughs> so this was not the week that you wanted to take these picks to mind and try to <laughs> win big with these picks because um, it just wasn't clicking I was 4-9 over uh, and for overall, I'm at 98 and 80. Some of those picks I 
had equal reps was the Giants, led by starting quarterback now DeVito. They were able to defeat the Houston Texans, who I thought coming into that game had a better chance to win. And also, the Lions, I mean, the Lions were defeated by Chicago Bears, but the thing with the Lions is, like some weeks they look good and some weeks it look like they're just not just don't have that cohesion and that momentum and that uh, camaraderie and teamwork to get it done week in and week out but we have seen the Lions play well in spurts and uh, I don't know another bad pick was uh, the New York Jets getting a win no I'm sorry the Giants hold on hold on okay the Giants got that the Giants actually lost actually won excuse me to over the Green Bay Packers led by of course DeVito who is the new <laughs> hot it guy for right now but I'm saying the Jets rather were defeated were able to defeat the Houston Texans and that was a game I thought the Jets would get but just overall week 14 was not my best of weeks pick wise also uh, New England was able to beat the Steelers so it was just like that was a game I thought the Steelers would have been able to get but um, just wasn't a, this wasn't uh, the most productive pick week for me in uh, week 14 but I, one pick I did get correctly was the uh, Philadelphia Dallas game where I did pick Dallas to defeat the Eagles and Dallas did end up defeating the Eagles so that was on the bright side of things considering how bad some of those other picks were. But we're going to put all that behind us now. <laughs> and we're off to week 15. And better picks and, you know, better pick success. Better prognostication, better predictions, you know. But uh, one game in uh, week 14 in particular was the loss of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to the Buffalo Bills. This was a close matchup where down the stretch, the Chiefs were almost able to pull out a comeback victory on a nice trick play where they had Kelsey and they had uh, Kadaris Tony and they had like a hook and ladder type play where they caught the ball and pitched it back. But this play was called back because Kadaris Tony was actually lined up offsides on that play and therefore the touchdown was negated and the Kansas City Chiefs ended up losing. But... Patrick Mahomes ended up losing his mind and actually was very irate and frustrated and angry at referees where he basically went in had to be restrained by teammates and if you were able to see the replay clearly shows that Kadaris Tony was indeed offside so therefore it was the correct call but there were also several times throughout the game where he was lined up offside and they didn't call it or maybe he didn't check with the outside line judge to see if he was on the line, off the line, or offside, so it's a slippery slope, but I think at the end of the game, Mahomes was asking the referees to explain why they called it now, and they didn't call it before, so maybe he just felt like he deserved some answers on that one, but you know, the referees have a tough job, and it's even tougher when we don't always know if they're sincere with their calls, or they are, you know fudging games or you know trying to make certain games close and certain games tight or whatever but 
There are definitely a lot of conspiracy theories out there regarding the NFL and if the NFL is scripted or if the NFL is fixed or how fake it is. So kind of hard to say sometimes here and there what's, what's really going on, but all we can do is play the game, enjoy the game, and, you know, check it out. One second. So looking at uh, the next top story was Cam Newton on quarterbacks. And Cam Newton was basically on his podcast show where he was speaking about different quarterbacks and his idea of a quarterback being a game manager as, as opposed to a game changer. And when he made this statement on certain quarterbacks such as Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott, it was looked at as a slight or as he's taking shots or trying to, you know, criticize or put it in a negative light of them being game managers. And he took a lot of heat from the same media that <laughs> criticizes and scrutinizes players every day. And they began criticizing and scrutinizing Cam Newton as if he does not have the right to his own opinion or as if he's not a former NFL MVP, you know, star star quarterback, somebody who carried a franchise, somebody who knows the game and somebody who's been there and done that. So it was definitely interesting to see so many television personalities and commentators, you know, take shots at Cam and come at Cam for his own opinion when he's definitely entitled to an opinion and definitely has you know his way of seeing things now what he did was he did not recant his statements but what he did was come back with another video where he basically explained himself in more detail and said why he felt certain quarterbacks were game managers and certain quarterbacks are game changers and basically saying that certain quarterbacks are not necessarily going to win the game for you they need a nice supporting cast or they need a nice playbook or a nice uh, scheme and uh, you know it's, it's like everybody's entitled to their own opinion but in the case of Brock Purdy for one I don't feel he's a game manager because he leads the league in so many passing categories he's doing more than managing the game when I think of a game manager I think of somebody that the coach really doesn't trust a lot to have the ball in key clutch situations, passing or, you know, putting the ball at risk with this quarterback. We'd rather him hand the ball off and make safe throws. That's what I consider a game manager. But Cam Newton's idea of a game manager is somebody who can, I guess, basically run the offense, but just not somebody who can lift the team to victory or success or be the catalyst or the reason the team wins. Whereas a game changer is, you know, certain guys on that next level of quarterback in the elite who can bring a team back from down 15, 21 points and, you know, put the team on his back. So I can I can understand certain part, parts and portions of Cam's critique and criticism, but it's like when he came out with these statements, it was just like, wow, he just got it blindsided by so many different 
commentators basically coming at him and coming at you know coming at his head as if he's not entitled to an opinion so you know he definitely uh spoke out about it came back and made a nice statement regarding it i thought he was very well spoken and well thought out because he's letting it be known like he's not a hater and he didn't mean game manager in a negative connotation he just means that certain quarterbacks in his opinion he doesn't feel can carry a team or be the reason the team is successful but like I said, in the, in the situation of Brock Purdy and that aspect of game, being a game manager or a game changer, I mean, I think Brock Purdy is a game manager and a game changer. I mean, as far as not necessarily a game manager, like the simplified version, I mean, he definitely knows the, how to play in that system. And he definitely has excelled and achieved a level of, of greatness in that system and as a quarterback so when they asked him about it you know he didn't he didn't blatantly show his hand on how he felt about Cam calling him that but what he said what did say was I'm a football player I'm here to, I'm trying to win games so you know he really broke it down to like he's not with all the titles and how people perceive his play he just wants to help his team win and he's been doing a great job leading the league in so many key passing categories passer rating completion percentage yards per attempt that's not my idea of a game manager that's somebody who is exceeding the norm of quarterback play and above average to great at the position and that's why he's one of the MVP front runners so it was a it was a you know it was an interesting interesting uh, conversation and an interesting take for cam and it shows how much how much weight he really has in the media because why were why were all the critics and commentators who criticize nfl players every day why were they so intrigued by cam newton's opinion and cam newton's take when he's not on a major network he's on youtube and no one really, no one would have known his opinion unless they really watch his podcast or watch his shows and his content. But the the sports media world just completely blew the story up. Like, oh, well, Cam called Brock Purdy a game manager, or Cam called Dak a game manager. But Cam is entitled to his own opinion, and that's the thing about sports media. Rather, you're a retired athlete, a journalist, or average Joe. A weekend warrior, a former high school, college player, with the different platforms and the different media outlets, people have a people have the ability to voice their opinions and get the get the word out and express themselves. So, when you have somebody who's a former player do it, I don't think he should be so heavily scrutinized by the media because he has an opinion but I mean that's what they do they have to come up with a story so they make the story about you know Cam not (laughs) or Cam criticizing Dak and Cam criticizing Brock but Cam made it clear it wasn't all about criticizing and he did not mean game manager in a demeaning or you know low connotation type of way so interesting, interesting story, interesting takes, and uh, 
I just, like I said, I just don't agree with with the Brock Purdy slander because I feel he's he's done his thing in the league, regardless of what people want to say. I mean, you can't always choose what team you play for. He was drafted to the 49ers. So for him to excel in that system, I don't think it should be a knock on him. And who's to say how Cam Newton will play in that system? Or how, you know, Robert Griffin III or Michael Vick, who's to say? But what we can say is we've seen Brock Purdy play in that system for, you know, over over a season and a half. And he's been successful at it. And he's excelled in that system. So I wouldn't call him a game manager. I would say he's a game changer. But that's my opinion on it. Speaking of game changer, for the MVP front runners, the same person I was just speaking of, Brock Purdy, is one of those MVP front runners along with Dak Prescott. And we will see coming down the stretch who will get that 2023 NFL MVP. We'll see. And looking at the forecast for the NFL Final Four, well, it's a lot of teams that's kind of like short hovering around 500 to 500 degrees or 500 percent right now so it's hard to say which teams are going to be able to pull it out down the stretch but if I had to just pick a final four for the NFL right now I would say hmm, how about Dolphins and Ravens in the AFC and in the NFC 49ers and Cowboys and these teams just to me right now these teams look the most solid and look the most ready for a deep playoff run especially with the way Dallas defensively has been playing and uh, also with the things that the things that we have we have seen from the Ravens and from the Dolphins the Dolphins definitely have the offense for this and I believe that defense is gonna gonna be solid coming down the stretch as well. So the same can be said for the Ravens. Nice solid defense, nice solid offense. So these are the four teams I'm looking for in the final four in that championship weekend, AFC and NFC. But we'll see what happens. And at my game of the week preview, we got Dallas at Buffalo Bills. So Dallas going to West New York, Niagara Falls, take on those Buffalo Bills. Now, this is a game where Dallas is not favored. They're actually underdogs. But this is a trick that Vegas does sometimes, even when they know certain teams have the momentum and appear to have the firepower and ability to defeat a team. They will sometimes make a team the underdog just, just to manipulate the bets and who puts money on what team. So... Head coach-wise, I think the head, two head coaches are even. Playbook-wise, I also think they're even when it comes to quarterback play. Uh, let me give a slight edge to Allen over Dak, just because Allen has that element of mobility. And he has, for the most part, been a big part of their rushing attack. But I do think Buffalo does have some, some young running backs starting to come on a little bit. But uh, running back wise, I would go with Dallas Cowboys with Pollard, and uh, you know I've even seen them put Ceedee Lamb in the backfield a little bit. 
but they also have a nice running nice running back depth there as well. So I would give Dallas the edge at running back. Receiver wise, these teams are kind of basically almost even at receiver. Both have nice explosive weapons on the outside, so they're pretty even there. O line wise, I would go with Dallas. D line wise, and front seven. I would also go with Dallas, but Buffalo does have a solid defense. And defensive backs, I would definitely go with Dallas with what has, what we've seen from Bland and also Stephon Gilmore this season. And I would imagine Stephon Gilmore will be matching up with um, Stephon Diggs. So we'll see how that matchup goes. And special teams-wise, I would go with Dallas and things that they've been doing with Turpin in the return game. So... Stay tuned for my pick coming up as we look at week 15. And week 15 is getting started early. Saturday games on NFL Network. We got Minnesota, Cincinnati. I say Minnesota 27, Cincinnati 23. We got Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. I say Pittsburgh 20, Indianapolis 16. We got Denver at Detroit. Denver 26, Detroit 17. And then Sunday matchups. Atlanta at Carolina. Carolina's had a pretty rough, terrible season. One win, so many losses, such a lack of productivity on offense and cleaning house there where offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. So also the firing of uh, Frank Wright. Well, Frank Wright, the quarter, the head coach and the quarterback coach basically let go. So we'll say Atlanta 24, Carolina 13. In Chicago at Cleveland, this will be a nice matchup. Cleveland now with Joe Flacco at the helm, and he's been doing very well for somebody who's coming into the season late. But we know he's a seasoned veteran, so he didn't have too much too much rust to get off. And um, Cleveland also has nice running backs and a solid defense, whereas Chicago's one of those up-and-down teams how will Fields perform, and will the defense be able to slow down the Browns? I say Cleveland 31, Chicago 27. And we got Houston at Tennessee. And Houston hopefully looking to bounce back from that loss last week. Tennessee, will they be able to get a win streak going or continue some winning ways? Well, Houston has had a lot of success in the passing game and with Stroud, West Tennessee has been kind of up and down with Levis. I say Houston 23, 20, 23, Tennessee 20. Then we got Kansas City Chiefs at New England Patriots. I say Kansas City 24, falling to the Patriots 26, but this will be a close game. I feel like that Belichick defense will try to tighten up on Kansas City, and also they've been doing some things with that offense with Zappy and Zeke Elliott and passing out the backfield so maybe the Patriots have found something deep in their playbook to be able to defeat the Kansas City Chiefs but we'll see then we got the Giants at New Orleans Saints I say New Orleans 30, Giants 20 but gotta give DeVito his props, DeVito has been playing well for the Giants and uh, we'll see what happens but then we have the New York Jets at Miami Dolphins. I say Dolphins 29, Jets 23. And then Tampa Bay Bucks at Green Bay Packers. I say this will be a close game, one-point game. Green Bay 27, Tampa Bay 26. And San Fran at Arizona. I say San Fran 30, Arizona 16. 
We have the Washington Commanders at the Los Angeles Rams. I say Rams 27 over the Commanders 17. And then we have Dallas at Buffalo. I say Dallas 33, Buffalo 23 in one of the most highly anticipated matchups of the weekend. And that Baltimore-Jacksonville matchup looks nice as well. Jacksonville has shown some nice offensive weaponry and solid defense, whereas Baltimore Ravens have shown a balanced attack, passing and rushing, now balancing that offense with that defense. Baltimore becoming a very solid, solid uh, roster and also a solid team, both on offense and defense. I say Baltimore 29 over the Jags 26, but it's going to be a close one and a good one. And in the Monday Night Football Week 15 finale, we got the Philly Eagles going to take on those Seattle Seahawks. Nice matchup. Solid offenses, solid defenses. Seattle with so many weapons on the outside. And um, Philly will probably be looking to bounce back from that loss to the Dallas Cowboys. However, it just seems like something is not clicking with that Philadelphia offense right now and maybe some teams are starting to catch up and get an idea of the best ways to try to neutralize AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and also Jalen Hurts so we'll see but I think this will be one of the better games of the weekend but I will say Seattle gets a close one here 24 over the Eagles 23 but we'll see and this concludes another episode of the Rob View Sports 2 Show. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Y'all be safe, be blessed, and I'll see you on the next.